Have you ever heard people saying, love yourself first before you can love others? And thought, I just don't actually think that saying is meaningful. I'm Sheena Walker and in this podcast I'm going to be sharing with you how you can prioritise self-love, that is loving yourself first, and how we can take five steps to embracing self-love on a daily basis. We might call it many things, but self-love is about having a daily habit of looking after you. And I think that as we grow up, you know, we summarise self-love. As we grow up, we sometimes see people that are people pleasers. They don't give any love to their self. They give it to other people in a way to feel better about themselves. We see people that become introverts because they don't like communication or there's certain aspects of being an introvert that really is related to how you feel about you, about yourself. There's certain behaviours when we're younger, depending on what we've been corrected for or what we're told by our parents, that can indicate that we don't speak unless perhaps we're spoken to. So there's many things there. And I want to just start by saying to you, today that you are enough. You can be brilliant at a glance. You can provide that self-care to yourself. And I remember listening to Richard Branson uh, as a speaker and he was speaking about the staff he'd had had always worked for him and even when he hit challenging times and he had to pay staff off he always promised to bring them back when things changed and he was asked a question about what did he think was the most important skill as a CEO what did he believe that he did that made staff always engage with him and be loyal come back And this surprised me. He said, always love your staff and you will never have any performance issues. That's slightly different from what I've been saying about loving yourself, but I believe they go together. Love yourself so that you can give to others. So I would ask, does Richard Branson love himself? And so he's able to give to others. I'll leave you to answer that question. So I'm going to share with you five steps to prioritise self-love in yourself on a daily basis. And you'll notice that more recently my podcasts have been about priority. It's about scheduling, about protected time, about well-being. And all of these things have to take top priority in what we do. So the very first thing in a simple plan of five steps, the very first thing is about having a morning routine. And I have to put my hand up and say that 
when I was younger and a swimmer, I had a morning routine and some of you know, up, exercising, going to the pool, then going to school. And I had a very strict routine, a disciplined routine, a discipline, a plan, training to be a high performer. And so these are things, these skills are with me right now as I'm speaking to you. So what if, what if you started looking at skills that could stay with you to make you a higher performer? So we talked in previous podcasts about a morning routine. I shared mine with swimming, but a simple morning routine is starting the day, I always pick out seven quotes for the week and then I take one quote every day and I, it's a positive affirmation and I look at it, I analyse it and what does it mean for me? And sometimes right now, I've been sharing that quote out on social media because it's very meaningful and if I feel it and it's meaningful, then lots of other people will feel it do. The second thing that I didn't always do but I do now is I was given a gift of a gratitude journal by a friend of mine, Sammy Bedell, who's um, a world-class marketing expert and I've been staying with her and I saw her filling out her journal and I said, oh, what are you doing? And so she's telling me that every night she puts in what she's done well, a new skill that she's learnt, what she needs to work on and who she's helped. And I thought that was really a good idea. And the next thing in the post, Sammy sends me a gratitude journal. So being able to feel gratitude, I felt gratitude more recently, you know, the turmoil with COVID and a lot of turmoil that people have financially with their house. And I was grateful that I was well, that I had a car, I had a house, that my needs were simple. So every day, what are you thankful for? And the third thing in the morning is about having a physical activity or some sort of movement to centre yourself. Now, I use the three M's, which links to my early five o'clock swimming routine. And that's about, I ask people to do five minutes, maybe 10. 10 minutes of movement, very simple. You could put on music or listen through your, your, your earphones and just do five, 10 minutes movement, five, 10 minutes mindfulness and five or 10 minutes reading a book and that creates a new pathway of discipline. That's a brilliant, brilliant way to start your day. And I know people that have, you know, some of the bigger gurus have started this kind of concept. But can I tell you, I was there first. I've had this concept for at least two decades and used it. And it works really well. Used it with people I've been working with. And you can use it too. So morning routine, step one. Step two is how do you continue 
during the day. You've started off well and sometimes you end up, you go to work or if you're working from home, you end up that you started so well and you just get distracted. And one of the areas that I've seen big distraction is people answer their phone and email as it comes in. And I would say if you want really to improve and take care of you and how you work, then schedule in time to check your emails, maybe 10, 1 and 4. You don't have to check your emails 24-7. And have a time for phone calls. And that really starts to protect your day. So what we're looking at in step two is what self-care? Self-care is how you manage your day at work. Self-care is about having that protected time to do a task in a meaningful way. And in self-care throughout the day, it's about taking breaks to relax and recharge. I was speaking to somebody earlier today, actually, that said they do 55 minutes and then they take 10 minutes off. I say something similar. You know, take 40, 50 minutes, schedule your tasks in 50 minutes and then take 10 minutes. And that could be a comfort stop. You make a coffee and then you continue what you're doing. So taking the break is about recharging your brain. And I have a concept that I encourage people to do is about taking quality recovery for 30 minutes during the day. Now, that might be something that you would do perhaps at half past one to two or two to 2.30. And quality recovery is important. You see, athletes, football players, musicians, they wouldn't train from six o'clock in the morning until midnight. They would think that was stupid. So what you need to do is take time out during the day, and that's self-care. Whether you call it having a break, I'm calling it self-care, and it's self-love. It's looking after your body, taking quality time out, taking breaks, relaxing, in a, a disciplined way. The next thing throughout the day I'd like to share with you is to be able to look at your diet. Now, my sister, I haven't seen her, I will be seeing her in a couple of days, has lost five stone. That's amazing. And when I saw her a few months ago, she looked amazing. That is an amazing amount of weight. But she hasn't just been exercising. Now, here's a perfect example. She doesn't say self-love either but I call it self-love because she's putting such a lot into her personal and professional life and her well-being. She daily does exercises, she daily watches her food intake, measures it, looks at it, has it all planned. 
And she she did daily does all of these tasks, exercise, yoga, looking at her diet, things she eats, things she doesn't eat. I take my hat off to her because she's kept that up now for at least nine months to a year in a disciplined way. That is self-love. It's self-care. It's making sure that your body is top-notch. And Jacqueline has certainly done that. And self-care also includes activities that you enjoy. Now, Jacqueline went and did, I think, I'm not saying it's called paddling. It's That's not the right name that I'm giving you, but going out in the water, yes, paddling. She'd never done that before. I was quite surprised she had on the wetsuit. She'd never done that before. This was a new hobby. So what she was doing, if I had told her to do that a few years ago, she wouldn't have done that. Probably not. But here she was tackling this new hobby. So as well as her morning routine, as well as her weekly yoga, as well as her daily diet, she actually had this new mindset. She had a mental preparedness in everything she did. I think that would be a good word to write down. Mental preparedness in everything you do. And the final one was about getting a new hobby, doing activities that you think you might enjoy, stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. The third one is, oh, this is really a difficult one for many people, is setting boundaries. If you start to self-love and self-care and look at your well-being, so if you can do the things that you want to do in a disciplined way, you need to be able to set boundaries. So, That's the third thing. So morning routine, self-care during the day, setting boundaries. The first one I'm going to share with you, I can do this quite well now. Being able to say no to something in business that you don't think is a good idea or say no to something at a meeting or no to perhaps taking on a new client or working with someone when the fit is not right. That's important. So learn to say no to protect you and your energy. Because if you end up working or going into a relationship in a company that sucks everything out of you, then your self-care and love will disappear. So it's more important when you look at boundaries, that you say yes to opportunities. You say yes to areas that you feel you can be passionate about, that could be commercially viable. You're using your strengths and you feel your energy is maintained because you're around the right people. That's a big one that I'd ask you to look at carefully. You could Doing this, you could um, write down the five steps, but doing this, you could 
write down all the things that you're not going to tolerate or do next month or now and the things you would like to say yes to. That's a great way to look at your own growth and self-love. And people say this on social media all the time. Surround yourself with five people that you aspire or surround yourself with five people that you feel that are supportive and positive. Yes, I'd agree. But sometimes you might just find yourself in a group and the group is a happy group. The group is, the conversations are inspiring. The conversations are, you're learning. You almost feel like you're a daily student. That's where you should be. Go to groups where the people know maybe slightly more than you and then you can learn from them. That's a brilliant way to look at which groups that you might stay in and not be like me. I've come out of lots of groups because I didn't feel they didn't feel they were they were for me. So and I think are you am I being selective? Yes, I am being selective. And you can be selective too. The next one is about exposing yourself, and I have a problem with this one, to negative influence or situations. Now, I, early in the morning, usually after I've done my setup for the day, I will check in with maybe five or six people that are fairly influential world-class people on social media. But in the last six months, what I've noticed is they've become trauma speakers. So what do I mean by that? That it's they're bringing people onto their podcast and they're doing posts that's all about not saying that you you can't have a label, but it's all about trauma, vulnerability, um, people that have been in distressing situations, but they've not actually closed that story off. They're just sharing that information. That is really bad for you. Don't get involved in groups where you're reading and people use the word fearful, failure. If people use these words, come out or say, these are not words that these are not words I personally use myself because they put a subconscious lining in your brain and it sits with you for the rest of the day. So don't read all these rubbish posts. Go where the, the posts are more positive and influential. Step up a gear. I talk about being world class. World-class people don't speak about these things that I'm telling you. World-class, first-class people shouldn't go on about trauma and all the consequences and challenges. It's actually very detrimental for people that follow these groups. So be careful. 
So the fourth thing I want to share with you is about reflection and acceptance. And that's something, if you've been a high achiever and you've been at university or you've achieved in a certain area, well done. Celebrate your success. That's brilliant. Be brilliant at a glance. Feel that power in you when you tell yourself how well you've done. We're not encouraged to celebrate our success. Not at all. We're not encouraged. And that's not good for us. So when you do well, every day ask yourself, what did I really do well today? And say, well, that was really good, Sheena. Or that was really, really good, Jen. That was really good. And feel that power as you celebrate yourself. The other thing is that we're not perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect. So embrace embrace your imperfections. It doesn't matter. I'm a terrible cook. And there's been lots of jokes in my house recently about inviting people in over the holidays. But mum, what about your cooking? Well, what about my cooking? Do you know what I said? People are coming to see me not experience my cooking. Yes, that is a bit funny. But I do things and buy things that's easy for me because my strength lies in lots of other things. So I recognise that cooking and being in the kitchen is not for me. And I can have a laugh and joke about that. But it's maintaining my confidence, maintaining my dignity. It's looking after me. I'm not going to try and cook for one whole day and have to get the fire brigade in. Does that make sense to you? And if you do something, the next thing is about forgive yourself. It doesn't matter if you're not perfect, if you make a mistake. I remember going back to Richard Branson. He said sometimes he has lots of ideas and he'll try them out for a week, certainly no more than two weeks. And if he doesn't think they're working, he just ditches it. I think that's brilliant. After two weeks, you don't think something will work and you ditch it. So, he's looking after his well-being, Richard Branson. Self-care. Forgive yourself if something doesn't work. It doesn't matter. Learn from it. Move on and do something else. The fifth thing that I want to share with you is when we come to evening time and we're going to wind down, and I have lots of areas here I need to work on myself, but I find that sometimes in the evening I do go on the computer, I do do podcasts, I do do things, but my new routine for night is a friend of mine, he said, switch off your phone and your laptop at seven and that's it and you'll find that your sleeping will improve so will it i'll let you know so what i'm saying to you is disconnect from your screens and technology at seven
I know people that go to their work all day. They come home, they get home at eight o'clock at night and the first thing they do is put on their laptop. Can I just say to you, is that stupid? It certainly is. And that is not self-care. It's not loving yourself. It's not looking after yourself. So you need to change that. And what's important is that I have um, a few apps that I can engage in in the evening to relax and techniques that I follow. But actually, I go to the swimming and the gym between five and seven. And while sometimes the weather's not been so good and I think, oh, that'll be freezing when I come out. It's important that I go to the gym, okay? It's gentle. Then I go into the pool. Then I might have a sauna. Then I come home. So what I need to do now is not put my laptop on when I come home. Have you got that? So can you see how the evening is winding down? I've started the process, but I've not carried it through. Do you do that? I'm sure it's easy to do. And I think so what we're seeing in the evening is disconnect from the screens at seven, engage in the gym or the swimming or some relaxation techniques. You can do reading, remember your journaling or a calming bath perhaps. And finally, it's important that you get adequate sleep. I've read lots of things recently. Adriana Huffington wrote a book called The Sleep Revolution. And she says that we sacrifice sleep to work, thinking we're going to, well, to be a high performer. And she says that's so far removed from the truth. We need to sleep eight or nine hours, so that when we get up, we can start our morning routine. What I'd like to say to you is that I hope you've understood or that's helpful. So a morning routine, self-care during the day, three, setting boundaries, four, being reflective and accepting you, Five, evening, wind down. Now, that's very simplistic. I keep saying, be simplistic and sophisticated. Embrace this simple plan as a guide to self-care, self-love, to look after yourself every day. And that will foster a healthier relationship with yourself. I'm sharing with you parts from my a chapter in my book, Walker's Winning Ways with Wellbeing. So you're privy to some of that before the book gets published. But I hope you found that helpful. And what I want you to feel if you do this for a few weeks, to look at yourself and think, I am just brilliance at a glance now. 
since I've started to love me. And loving you means that when you go to your work, you've got a different approach to your staff. Look forward to speaking to you soon. In the meantime, you take care and look after you.